We are back live here on our big broadcast. We have got a great guest with us today. Jeff joins us here on our broadcast. Jeff, how are you? Well, welcome to the program. Well, I'm doing well, James. Thanks for having me on the program. So tell me, uh, give, give us a little bit of a bio and a little bit of information on you, and then we'll get into the topic here. Yeah, so I was in the Army for 34 years, served all around the world, including Afghanistan, Iraq, Kosovo, Albania, Jordan, Kuwait, uh, two wonderful tours in Germany and uh, two years in Korea. And uh, the book is about uh, Afghanistan. It's basically a memoir of uh, commanding the 101st Airborne Division in combat for 15 months. Fantastic. Fantastic. So uh, tell us about some of the different goals that you have for this book. Well, what I wanted to do is reach out to three really separate audiences. And so, you know, on a daily basis, James, I was talking to the president uh, of America, you know, uh, General, or uh, yeah, General. That's a bad uh, <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, uh, president uh, George Bush. Yes. And then later, uh, for a short period, uh, President Obama. And uh, talking very frequently with Secretary Bob Gates. Uh, I had to brief him every two weeks. And then ministers and all that kind of stuff. The president of uh, Afghanistan as well, Karzai, and Pakistan and many other uh, allied nations. So the book is aimed, one, at that. Then the second level is every day that I would fly out to one of my outposts. We had 101 combat outposts. You can't make that up. 101 combat outposts, the 101st Airborne Division. Um, you know, and so there's a whole tactical fight about it. And, and uh, with that, though, comes the loss. We lost 180 soldiers, Marines. Uh, sailors, mainly SEALs, and airmen. And uh, and so the third aspect is about the families and what it does personally. And so the book is, is a deeply passionate, but people tell me it causes them to cry when I talk about my own feelings and that with my family and also me trying to, to you know, explain to families all around America what it mean, what it meant to us to have their soldier or Marine serve with us but trying to understand their loss. And so three different levels, strategic, tactical, and deeply into the family and personal level. Fantastic. So uh, this book, incredibly well written, take me through the writing process for the book. <laughs> they, they call that, it's supposed to be really rewarding, James. I will, I will tell you that it was cathartic, but it was uh, really challenging. I mean, it caused me to think about things and, uh, you know, fess up, take total responsibility for what I was responsible for and accountable for. And uh, that was really tough. I got to tell you that there were times when I stopped writing for months out end because I was just trying to deal with it. And a lot of it had to do with the loss of soldiers, Marines, sailors and airmen in combat. And they were doing or they were out there. You know, they were doing my orders. And, uh, and so I felt a personal sense of responsibility to their families as well as to their loss. Um, I got through all that. You know, I've got to frankly tell you, my family helped me through it um, and got beyond that. And uh, at the end of the day, I, and I felt like, you know what, this is not only just a book for old retired soldiers and their families who cared about them, but it's also a book about leadership. And so I talk a lot about different leadership, all the, all the way from the president, all the way down to uh, young soldiers who were underneath my command. And I kind of get at the end, I come up with three big issues that are not issues, but three big uh, fundamental portions of leadership that I think are really important for people to read. And uh, that's in the book. 
The book is amazing. It's Marathon War. We have got a great guest with us today. The uh, Major General Jeffrey Schlossinger is with us, and uh, he joins us today here on our big program. So this book, incredibly well written. You've put a lot of time and effort into the book. What do you want readers to take away from your writing of this great book? Well, I think first I want them to engage in a in a personal way. In, a, in other words, I want them to think about what I say and then try to make their own lives better. You know, uh, I mean, the biggest thing I think, saw about leadership was uh, three portions. One, you got to be care. You have to have character. Two, you have to have moral courage. Courage, and the three, you actually have to be confident in what you do. And I'd like people to really sit down and think about themselves, whether they are a truck driver, whether they are, they don't have to be in the military. I mean, for any means, I mean, whether they were, you know, whatever they do, think about those three things. Are you a person of character? You know, can you, can I be trusted? Uh, Do I have the moral courage to stand up for what's right? Uh, And then finally, you know, am I competent in what I'm trying to do? And that could be, am I competent as a father? Am I competent as a, uh, uh, you know, a grandfather? And in fact, in my case, um, but uh, I'd like him to kind of look at it that way, James. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Now, Marathon War has has been getting a lot of great reviews. Tell us about some of the different reviews you've gotten on the book so far. Yeah, well, so the, probably the biggest one was is I uh, on the cover of it. It has myself walking uh, in Afghanistan with uh, then Secretary Bob Gates, Secretary of, uh, of Defense. And uh, I sent him a copy of the book, and I asked him, hey, is it all right if I have the uh, use your photo? And he said, let me read your book. And so he did. And at the end of it, he wrote probably the best, uh, you know, uh, a review of it. And it's inside the cover of the on the outside of the cover of the book. But basically said, I mean, you know, it was really, really uh, to him. It encapsulated what he went through as well as what I went through. Uh, a few other guys that I highly respect. Uh, some people may have heard of General Stan McChrystal. Yep, and yep. Uh, our special operations forces for a long time. And then he came in and commanded Afghanistan after I left. He said he told me he read the book in 24 hours. Uh, I gave him a pre-author copy, and then he wrote uh, a wonderful review as well. And uh, there's a number of other folks like that as well, but i, I got to tell you, those two stand out. Anybody that will read a book for 24 hours uh, is absolutely, to me, an amazing person. And if you know General McChrystal, he is that kind of a warrior muck type of a dedicated guy, uh, great American that really does you know, get into it. Uh, those two reviews really stand out the most to me. We have got a great guest with us today. Uh, he joins us live here in a broadcast. He is a, a great guest with us today, Major General Jeffrey Schlossinger, and uh, he is the author of Marathon War Leadership and Combat in Afghanistan. And he joins us today here on the telephone talking a little bit about this book. Now, Major General, we just passed uh, a commemoration of D-Day um, do you think that we will ever face anything like the Nazis ever again? Or do you think that uh, just with all the technology and, and, and everything that we've got in the military, that, that that will probably never take place? Because one of the things I always thought was funny was when they would they would compare, you know, the the the. Uh, the Afghanistan and and some of the Al Qaeda and folks to to Hitler and I was like, they are nowhere near, <laughs> nowhere well, near yeah, what a I Hitler mean, is. 
Yeah, Hitler was absolutely the most. He was the A team if you were trying to grade your opponent, and yeah. you know Al Qaeda was probably not even on the C team. Yeah, but we. What I what I would say is they did attack us in our own country and kill three thousand Americans. My bigger concern would be, and I think what you were talking about, James, is is there another like a state? You know, I mean, you pick your state, a pure competitor out there. Would we ever get to a situation like that? And and what I would say is is that, you know, uh, if you look back in history, never say never. And so yeah. I mean, who would have ever thought about World War One? Who would have ever thought about World War Two? And then after World War Two, I, I know my dad had, uh, you know, tried to he quit school, quit everything. He was too young to uh, join in the army, but he uh, he lied about his age to get off the farm to try to get into World War Two. Well, Korea was there, and then Vietnam after him. Who would have ever thought those were going to come up? They weren't quite the same way as World War Two was, which which you know we call that an existential war. It was either us or them essentially over time. I mean, if we had lost. We wouldn't be talking about uh, a book like this right now, James. Yes. We would be uh, probably uh, saluting the, the Nazi flag or something. Uh, never say never. And so I, I'm a huge believer in, in American national interests. We've got to protect America and our American citizens. We do have allies, but we've got to be strong. And so I'm always hopeful that uh, American citizens are willing to, to keep our country strong. And uh, that way it will be safe for our children and our grandchildren. We have got a great guest with us today, the author of Marathon War, uh, Major General Jeffrey Schlossinger is with us here on our broadcast. And uh, this book uh, took a long time for for you to put together. Uh, What were some of the, I I guess, writing issues that you ran into along the way? Well, you know, I I had a lot of uh, uh, authority, James, and so, you know, there were some issues that, uh, like, for example, I, I describe, uh, you know, the the enemy, the Taliban, will get on the other side of the border in Pakistan and shell us. And so I had some authorities at the time when I started writing that that uh, I had taken while I was in combat. And I, I can say that now, but at the time that they were they were not released. And that was actually, it's called hot pursuit. I could actually pursue them across the border with uh, a variety of different means uh, to, uh, cap, uh, to basically kill them. Uh, at that point. And so there were a few other issues like that. There's some sensitive parts of the book that I I went to a complete one year defense screening, which was a pain in itself, to be quite frank with you. But they they did have me change out, um, you know, about 19 different pages inside the book. That was probably the biggest learning process is you got to be careful about what you write. Yes. I still wanted the book to be interesting, <laughs> right? And, yes. you know, I mean, and the truth is, is Afghanistan was one of these incredible wars where you had CIA, you had paramilitary, you had a lot of other different uh, uh, players uh, out there working along with our military. And uh, I learned a little bit about what you can say and what you can't say. <laughs> <laughs> we have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. Uh, so w- w- what is what has been some, uh, I guess, criticism that you may have gotten on the book, or, or has that not been anything that you've run into? Uh, the biggest thing I got, James, and this is another learning lesson for anybody out there trying to write a, a book, is, is that I didn't pay any attention to how long this thing was. And uh, and so when I fished, first got off, finished with it, it was like 500 pages long. And uh, and Marty, I got an agent, and the agent goes, guess what? Your first task is to cut 150 pages. 
and uh, it's like cutting a little bit off your uh, of your fingers. In other words, because I I spent so long writing it, and I felt like I owned it. But uh, I learned. I think the book's a lot better, right? And Mark Twain said, uh, you know, it'll be a lot shorter here in my letter, but I didn't have enough time, you know, to shorten it. <laughs> uh, I had enough time. I made it shorter. So uh, hopefully it's a, it's a fast read for a lot of folks. Um, but it is one that I did take the time to honor a lot of people that served with me and, and you know, laid out their names, laid out what they were doing, um, and told some of the good stories that they do. Uh, what, what great American men and women do uh, in service to our country. That's awesome. That's fantastic. So uh, as we wrap up here with you, my friend, uh, where, where, where do you see a book like this? Uh, what kind of impact do you think a book like this has with folks? Yeah, well, right now, short term, obviously, a lot of people are interested in what's going to happen to the future of Afghanistan. And I'll be yes. honest with you, I've been very concerned about it with the idea of withdrawing. Uh, but the longer term is is to to understand the human side when we send our our young children not young children but our young men and women off yeah. to do something for us in the combat. I want people to understand what it means, uh, the hardships that they go through, as well as just how I, I always say it was the most rewarding time of my life, and and that was for real reasons, uh, you know, but. It, I, I say in the book, uh, you may go off to war, but you come back a different person and your family changes, too. And I want people to understand that more as we uh, continue to protect America in, in future. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Major General, thanks for doing this. This has definitely been a uh, tremendous interview. I appreciate you coming on and chatting with us about this book. And uh, I look forward to future conversations. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Thank you very much for having me on the show, James. Appreciate it. There he goes. Major yep. General. Uh, just an amazing book. Amazing book. Check it out today. We are going to take a time out. When we come back, we have got more coming up on the other side. It is the world famous Chiggy Jaguar Radio broadcast back here in a few moments. 